Hey, Hope family, welcome to another edition of Hope Daily. I pray that these short devotionals work to turn our hearts toward God. Today we'll be looking at the 10 plagues where God actually uses these 10 plagues to turn Pharaoh's heart away from Yahweh. The 10 plagues span chapter 7 through 11 of Exodus. We obviously won't read them all or actually any of them, but I want to point out a few things and then just give us something to meditate on. So the plagues are set up in three sets of three and then culminate in the 10th and final plague, the one God forecasted all the way back in the Midian wilderness when speaking to Moses in the burning bush. In Exodus 4.22, Yahweh tells Moses, And you will say to Pharaoh, This is what Yahweh says, Israel is my firstborn son. I told you, let my, my son go, so that he may worship me. But you refuse to let him go. Look, I am about to kill your firstborn son. So each set of three plagues have similarities tied throughout them. So plagues one through three, four to six, and seven to nine all have common strands, and we'll call that the horizontal comparison. They are also comparable vertically. So plagues one, four, and seven have a similarity, two, five, and eight have a similarity, and three, six, and nine have a similarity. Over on the Bible Project podcast, they go into a bit more depth about these comparisons, so I've linked that episode in the show notes. The first three all share in common the presence of the staff and of Pharaoh's magicians. Pharaoh's magicians are able to duplicate, duplicate the first two plagues, but are not able to duplicate the third, and then are never heard from again. So the second set of three, they present the absence of the magicians and the staff, and the final set of three feature the return of the staff, except for the ninth plague, where in a bit of a climax, Moses calls forth the darkness with an outstretched hand. Now, when we look at the first plague of each set, so one, four, and seven, we see that there's a warning issued to Pharaoh in the morning, and God includes in each of these, here is how you will know that I am Yahweh. God is protecting and declaring his name to both the Egyptians and the Israelites. The second set of each is isn't really marked by a time, but simply that Pharaoh is warned about what is about to come. And then the final set of three, there is no warning, there is no re recorded warning, just that this these plagues happen to the Egyptians. Now, there's much more to say about comparing and tra contrasting through each set and why they're set up in that order, why they're tied together that way. But the final thing that I'll say is that the only common feature through all of the plagues is the hardening of Pharaoh's heart, either by Pharaoh or by Yahweh. And we'll actually look more at that phenomenon on the next episode of Hope Daily. But for now, I want to take us back to the first Hope Daily we had on Exodus. There we saw that Pharaoh began to treat the Israelites harshly because he was afraid that if a war broke out, the Israelites would take the side of Egypt's enemy and then leave the land. This led to the enslavement of the Israelites and their cruel treatment, which led to them calling out to God, which led God to respond and to bring war on Pharaoh. We talked about how fear is always an irrational actor. And can I tell you that fear often creates the scenarios we were afraid of, or at least creates the atmosphere where that fear can come to life, thus creating and justifying a cycle of fear. Through his fear, Pharaoh created the very thing he was afraid of. There was no threat of war until Pharaoh feared that one could happen. What would happen if one broke out? 
and many scholars have shown that each of the ten plagues correlate with an Egyptian god. So make no mistake about it, Yahweh waged war against Pharaoh, who himself was considered a son of the gods. But it didn't have to be this way. It was Pharaoh's fear taking control of him that led to the environment in which Yahweh would respond by bringing about the war that Pharaoh feared. Fellow Christian, when we live in the confidence of God's provision and protection, we will experience God's provision and protection. Regardless of our circumstances, regardless of how others treat us, regardless of how the world thinks of us, regardless of what laws are passed or destroyed, But the opposite is true too. When we live in fear, we live in scarcity. We create the very environment for our fears to come true. And we will be destroyed by them, just as Pharaoh was. We live in a world that is dominated by fear. And we must not fall into that trap. We have to live counter to that. John, the apostle that Jesus loved, writes a lot about love. Read all of 1 John, but I'm going to read from chapter 4, starting in verse 7. There, John says, Dear friends, let us love one another, because love is from God, and everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, because God is love. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only Son into the world so that we might live through him. Love consists in this, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we also must love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God remains in us and his love is made complete in us. This is how we know that we remain in him and he in us. He has given us his spirit. And we have seen and we testify that the Father has sent his Son and the world's Savior. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God remains in him and he in God. And we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and the one who remains in love remains in God. And God remains in him. In this, love is made complete with us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so also are we in this world. There is no fear in love. Instead, perfect love drives out fear, because fear involves punishment. So the one who fears is not complete in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, and yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. For the person who does not love his brother or sister whom he has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And we have this command from him. The one who loves God must also love his brother and sister. Perfect love drives out fear. And so as Christians, we cannot be controlled by fear. We cannot live by fear because as we see in the story of Pharaoh, when we do that, we create environments for our fears to come true, for our fears to come to life. But when we live by love, we cast out all fear. When we live by the power and example of Jesus Christ, we are transformed and the world is transformed as well.